is the Stagger Podcast. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am JD Smith. And looking over the Chili Bowl entry list, I am Derek Smith. How you doing? Ah, uh, yes, indeed. So it is time for the Chili Bowl. This week, it is probably when you're listening to this podcast, uh, a Chili Bowl event may have already started. So we're going to talk about what is the Chili Bowl. If you're a racing fan, I would gather in the last five or ten years, you've at least heard of the Chili Bowl, even if you haven't really checked it out. So we're going to lay out what the chili bowl is we're going to talk about why people get excited about this deal uh we're going to talk about how you can watch the chili bowl and then explain who's in it who are the dark horses who are the favorites and uh give you some predictions as to who we think is going to win this race out of tulsa oklahoma that is set in a convention center yes it is an indoor race yes they race actual cars with internal combustion engines that spew exhaust out and they race indoors and they have done this for over 30 years and it is one of my highlights on my racing calendar Derek I know it's one that you look forward to every year as well uh so yeah so we're gonna talk chili bowl now we're doing chili bowl it's a little different this year. Normally, I go to your house. We all cook chili. Like everyone you invite brings over their own chili recipe. Mm-hmm. We kind of have like a little chili cook off. One year, I brought um, duck chili from a duck that I had shot, and uh, and also uh, some deer chili before. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it, and uh, I I love the chili bowl because it's it's really the first for me. The roar before the twenty four in a normal year is the first thing. Like right after New Year's Day, cars on the track. To me, this year is all about this time of year is all about cars on the track. Where are they on track? I got to go find them. I got to go see a feed. I got to go watch live action racing. And the Chili Bowl does it for you. Yeah. This year is going to be funny, too, because most people every year get the Chili Bowl flu, which is being inside of a, a of an <laughs> indoor venue for 12 hours with cars going yeah. for hours yeah. on end. Um, so they just have a little bit of carbon monoxide poisoning that gets a little bit of flu-like symptoms <laughs> and just doesn't really and and two it's probably for a lot of people that have been in a normal year you're not really traveling much november december especially racers yeah it's the first time they get around a bunch of people from across the country yeah so oh, i'm quite the people yeah. that the people that go this year i wonder if they're gonna be like do i have the chili bowl fever or do i have the flu or, or <laughs> chili bowl flu or do i have covid you know well so, yeah that's the thing so because of covid they have limited this significantly um the um, the capacity is down to 25 percent of what it usually is. And and for those who don't know, like, so this race is indoors at the Tulsa Convention Center. Um, it's a Something giant, like it's, it's a, a giant barn. building, it's like humongous building, huge. Um, it, it's the Tulsa Expo Center was, uh, it's been founded. This race was founded in 1987. Uh, Lanny Edwards and Emmett Hahn were the guys who put it together. And so it's kind of grown from being a fun, cool race. Like this is not the only race that is indoors. There's stuff in New Jersey. I know they do every year uh, with midget cars, and we'll talk about like what a midget car is and all that in a second if you don't know. Uh, but they, they, so this is the one that's kind of grown into like this. Uh, I don't want to say mosquito lamp, but kind of like it attracts people from all over the country now because it has grown into this thing where if you can win at the Chili Bowl, chances are. Whatever form of racing you do, usually, of course, it's circle track racing of some kind, be it pavement or Mm -hmm. dirt. If you win at the Chili Bowl or if you finish high at the Chili Bowl, there's a good chance that you are going to have a really good year that following year. There's a chance that if you were looking for sponsorship, you would find it after winning the Chili Bowl. So Mm -hmm. it is kind of one of these kingmaker events that if you win this 
everyone in the racing world takes notice. And so now that attracts a lot of people who obviously are trying to make a name for themselves, but it also attracts a lot of guys who have won a lot of those other Kingmaker events and have ascended to the highest levels of racing. And so a lot of those drivers now will say, but I have to win a Chili Bowl too. It's something you, you know, it's like a golfer would want to win the Masters, you know, or, or they'd want to win the PGA or, or the British Open. Like, it's just one of those majors now that if you are in racing and you do this form of auto racing, you want to at least say you've tried it, but man, if you could add a win to that, it would be something Im immense for your career. So that's why you're going to see guys like Chase Elliott racing in the Chili Bowl this year. Chase is uh, making a first-time entry into this deal and not exactly known for his dirt racing experience, but he does. he is going to be in this one. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get I mean, into some of that in a little bit. Who's going to yeah. be in this race? Yeah, I mean, and Chase Elliott, he was one of those guys that typically on, on the surface, you wouldn't say like two, three years ago, Oh, look at him. Great, great road course racer. And no. now people are talking dynasty because of the change in NASCAR schedule. There's six road course races. And they're like, this favors Chase Elliott. Do you imagine? Yeah, uh, so, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, he, he could shock the he could shock the racing world. And it wouldn't. Well, I guess it wouldn't shock. Would it shock you if he made the A main? And like it would shock me. Three? It would shock me if he made the it A main. Would? It would yeah. shock me if he made the A main. He does that to me. That is like that's a big statement for him. And, and then that would put him seriously. I know people may think I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not. If he goes out there and puts a car in the A main um, and runs well in it, like mm -hmm. top five, top 10, something like that, competing against the best guys who have done this for years and years and years, I would have to put an argument in as he may be the current, he, he'd be in the top three or four drivers in the world for me. If Chase Elliott, in I'm saying, the world. yes, I'm saying you take any form of racing, you take F1, you take whatever. No one, I would say there are very few people on their game like Chase Elliott is. If after winning a championship, he goes and runs really well in the Chili Bowl like this, that's how much importance I put on this race. I think it is so difficult to win in the Chili Bowl. It obviously helps if you have money. It obviously helps if you can build a nice car and you can get someone to make one that's great for you. But Man, this race to me is is a big deal. So let's talk about what it is before we get into, you know, who's in it and all that stuff, okay? So this is a, like I said, started in 1987. It's done at the Tulsa Expo Center. It is a one-quarter mile dirt track. So it's a small little bullring type of track, uh, which for midget car racing, that is not an uncommon length to run on. Um, you know, quarter of a mile, third of a mile, half a mile is like about as big as you're going to see them run on. Um, because of the speed they can generate, how tiny they are, they're not going to run on like a, a mile long track in a midget car. You, you, you wouldn't want to see what would happen in a wreck if there was a, <laughs> if there was a race like that. So yeah. what is what is midget car racing? Well, it comes from the sprint car world, right? So kids will often start out in what they call quarter midgets, which are cars that are smaller than these that have real tiny little like almost lawnmower engines in them. And it's like that or go-karts are kind of where you start out. But sprint car midgets tend to be uh, – or the, 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 the quarter midgets is what I mean to say. Quarter midget racing tends to be oval tracks, pavement often, sometimes dirt. Um, but that's where a lot of guys cut their teeth and learn how to just drive a race car as like a five- or six-year-old. Um, yeah. So the midgets are definitely not like the next step up from that per se. I mean, you, there's a lot of other forms of racing you would probably do before you get to this level. But these midget cars tend to have 1,200cc uh, engines, 
they are like like think of like a really fast motorcycle engine that's what they're kind of running obviously tuned specifically for this type of racing but that's the size of engine you're talking about it is it is one of the smallest cars you can fit into it is like a sprint car but it is smaller uh there's no wing on it or anything like that uh but it's still the same principles right you stagger the wheels hey name of our show uh but you right the back wheels are going to have different you know sizes you know you know, right to left. And they're also bigger than the wheels in the, or bigger than the wheels in the front. Um, they are drifting all the way around these turns. So it's, it's a, it's a really picture like a, you know, a sprint car race. If you've watched wing sprints or non-wing sprints, these obviously more look more like the non-wing sprints, but the way the passing goes in those races where someone passes you, it doesn't mean, okay, well that's it. It's done. It's like, nope, you could pass them right back in the same corner or the next corner. Like it's, a lot of movement, and of course, there are some, you know, potential for some really bad wrecks. You've seen cars go yeah. in the fence in this event. So, um, speed, it is a lot of good passing. There are lappers that come into play. You get a lot of lap cars that then can settle a race and make it difficult. Uh, oh, and, you know, of course, the violence of a wreck is always a, a threat here. So, right. it's, it's, it's a definite event to watch. And the good news is if you watch this race you will see a lot of racing because it takes yes. a long time to get qualified for the well, A-Main event on Saturday. There's days of racing. There's, I think when you get down, to, there's the alphabet for the main events. Usually at a local short track, you got an, an A and a B main. Sometimes well, you have your you A, have a, your a, a main is what they would call the feature. Yeah. Like that's, the so that's race, the big yeah. race. The B yeah. main at a local track uh, for those who don't five, know. five, transfer yeah. into the A. Yes. So you, and then you it goes that down. You work that down and in local the most I've seen at a local short track is a C main. And that was like, oh, my gosh, like there's 60 cars. I think I've seen I think I've seen a D main at a at a local race. But again, you're right. It's it's very rare. It, to see It's something. like you have the it's like something where you have an all star <laughs> series come through and then you've got a lot of people like a track 50 miles away gets rained out. So all those cars come over and race at, at, the, at the one down the road. So it's like you have a like a perfect storm to get something like that with this. I mean, it wouldn't. Well, wouldn't I'll tell you, like I can a, tell a, you what a, the a, lowest is. I can tell you what, what, what the is lowest it? is in the. So there are. So the racing starts on Monday. You have you have races Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So they take 20 percent of the field each day. Saturday's the big chili bowl. Saturday is the chili bowl. But all these races are part of the chili bowl week. Um, but like on Monday, you will have 20 percent of the drivers entered will be in a series of heat races and mm. there's an a main on monday night and the winner of the a main guaranteed to get in to the chili bowl right so they're they lock into the a main if they win on monday night if you win on tuesday night you are locked in to the the saturday night main event you are locked in wednesday thursday friday same deal but let's say you're a driver who has a you wreck out on Monday night and you really don't have a chance. You, you barely get out of your, you know, first or second heat race and you don't do really well. You have another chance to qualify for the A main. The way you do it is Saturday. They have not an A main, not a B main, not a C main. They go all the way down to P, a P, a P main, a P, a P heat, a P okay. qualifier. So you have to finish high in the P that would qualify you to the O. If you can finish like first, second, or third in the O, you qualify for the N. And then the M, the L, the K, the J, the I, the H, the G, the F, the E, the D, the C, the B, and then the A. So 
if you now understand why I say if Chase Elliott can make it to the A main on Saturday, that's going to be a big deal. Like, all right, like you see now why I say that because you and and, and on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, like that that week that you're in, you're kind of at the luck of the draw. I mean, you might end up on a night where you're like a a, a good sprint car racer. And you just may end up with a bunch of like newbies and, you know, local people. And you might find yourself in the A main pretty quickly and have a real good shot to qualify and get into the A main for Saturday. But you also might be like a pretty good local racer who's got a chance. And then you find out in your heat, you've got Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, uh, Casey Kane. <laughs> like you may so, have some of the best drivers who have been doing this for years. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we'll, we'll, of course you're not going to move on in that. So that's why they have this other system on Saturday where even if you can't get out of your heats on Wednesday, if that's your day, then you can still have a chance, albeit a very small one, to do the alphabet soup thing and go all the way up if you are that good. Maybe you can make it up. And so you've seen guys that have gone you know, from like an L main or something and get up to like the C main, and that's a big deal because like, wow, they won like 10 races or finished top two in like 10 races straight to get up to that point. So that's that's kind of an, an interesting deal. So that, that is funny you mentioned that because friend of the show, local racer, well, to Ohio, Fremont, Ohio's Kelsey Ivy uh, raced a few years ago in the Chili Bowl. And in her heat, she had to race or in one of her heats. Yeah, that she had to race in. She raced right up and lined right up alongside Christopher Bell. <laughs> who, so, who is Christopher I mean, Bell it, is one it, of the it, dominant drivers in this event. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he, he just rolls into any dirt track and is, is guaranteed to be fighting for a podium position that guy um, yeah 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 uh but i mean so it is truly that so you have a luck of the draw you've got everyone from local guys local gals like you know harley white comes to mind someone who's had a horrific accident uh years ago that's fought back from a burn injury and now she's still racing like you got really cool stories like that to so just local people that are from the midwest that just are taking an open trailer out there and seeing if they can uh, see if they can chase a dream and then you've got people too, like Dylan Welch, who is a NASCAR reporter. But well, before Vince that, Welch. he was a racer. Oh, yeah. right. Dylan is a reporter Dylan too. Dylan Welch, yeah. yeah Son his, of Vince Welch. Yeah, right. Who's your favorite commentator, I'm sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorites. Um, so <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to our go back and listen to our broadcaster uh uh series if you didn't see that over the uh, holidays we did one where yeah. we talked about our favorite broadcasters, Vince Welch, not wait, Vince wait, Welch, wait, not wait. High I got I, I gotta pause. What pit reporter or broadcaster would you like to see in the Chili Bowl besides Dylan? <laughs> Dylan's a racer, but just pick uh, one person at random. Current? And like, yeah, current, past. Like, I would say Rick Allen, because could you imagine him like doing the play by play in his head as he's driving? Oh, yeah. oh no. And oh, my goodness. That yeah. was a flip right there. <laughs> wah, wah, wee, wah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I want Chris Economaki to come back from, from, you know, the dead and, and be Ask in the a race. question. Yes. I like Chris Economaki, <laughs> my guy. Um, all right. So, so if you followed so far, what we have is a lot of racing throughout the week. And then you get to the a main, which is a 55 lap feature. It usually has between 24 and 26 cars. And there are things like if you're the national midget driver of the year, like in that series, you get a spot, um, there are former race teams, like former champion race teams who can nominate a driver to be in, you know, one of these qualifying races to get in. So there are other ways to qualify, but for the most part, you have to kind of qualify through one of the weeknight, you know, heats and get up to an A main and then try to win that. Or 
you get nominated by people or you win the alphabet soup, you know, lottery and, and go all the way through. So um, usually at this race, there are about 15,000 fans. So I said they're going to do like a quarter of that. Um, so it's going to be less than 5,000 people will be in this race. But the other thing you should know about this, there are probably a solid, what would you say? Probably 2,000 people that are there just as support for these race teams. Wouldn't you say, Derek? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I mean there's, there's 300 or more cars that typically come to this thing. I mean, well, and you're, you're not even talking about the cars that are like the back of cars, too. So it, it, what I mean by that or parts and pieces. So you have to have all of, if you've got a car that flips on Monday, it's rolling back maybe even later Monday night or Tuesday midday. So they've got to put new shock springs, put new. Oh, they got it. Yeah, they got to totally axles, redo it. everything. They got, they got to redo it and they got to have the people there to do it. So, yeah, there's an army of people that make this happen. Yeah, That's you, just you, on the team each side, team, let alone the each event team side. Will have, yeah, three or four yeah. or ten people around, depending yeah. on how big your team and, is. And it's also got the most famous, I would say, the most famous uh, uh, most famous track preparer in the history of racing. Tony Stewart finds mm-hmm. himself on the tractor quite a bit up there. Yes, he does. So, yeah. Uh, um, that, that is that is fun to see. Tony Stewart has has really helped bring the, the profile of this race up a level. Um, because yes, he is heavily involved in preparing the surface like he does at Eldora, his track that he owns. Obviously he has a passion for dirt racing. And so yeah, Tony Stewart is, uh, very much involved in this and that's cool. There are a lot of NASCAR tie-ins to this race. Let's talk about those real quick. Um, so I mentioned Chase Elliott will be driving, uh, he'll be driving a number nine E midget, uh, race, uh, car that is entered by Dia Edge Racing and veteran owner Paul May. So he does have someone who knows how to build one of these cars making one for him. Ryan Newman is in this race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be racing as well. They'll both be racing for Clawson Marshall Racing, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, was founded by Brian Clawson. So uh, he has sadly passed away. But Brian Clawson, a former champion of this event, the uh, that particular outfit owned by Tim Clawson, his dad, and Richard Marshall. So uh, those guys are going to be in some good stead. Kyle Larson will be back in his own number one entry. Um, he runs his own stuff now. He has previously run, I want to say, with Keith Coons. Uh, but that and, and Coons is a legendary builder in this series as well. Um, so Kyle Larson will be back in it. He won the Chili Bowl last year, so he is the defending champion. Christopher Bell is coming back. He is the guy who won the previous two or three. Mm-hmm. I think he won three in a row. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, he did. He won three consecutive yeah. 2017 and 2019. So uh, he hoisted the Golden Driller, which is the name of the trophy for this thing, which we <laughs> love. A good... There's oil in Oklahoma, people. Well, That's yeah. And there's a well, and there's there. there's a giant statue of like a, you know, oil driller guy outside of this event. So they've modified that driller. Yeah. Golden mm-hmm. Driller. That's right. So Christopher really? Bell, he is, by the way, if you don't know, like Christopher Bell, that's like you said, he shows up to sprint car race and can have never driven the car and take it to like the top three. Like he's just that good. But a lot of people saw his profile raise when he ran and won these three consecutive years. That is part of the meteoric rise for Christopher Bell and how he got up to, you know, run in Xfinity and run eventually in cup is because of how well he did in these chili bowls. Like people were already aware of he was good. Then he came here and just locked it down in these races. He is, he is ridiculously good. And if you've never watched him race on dirt, please tune into this race. It is going to be a lot of fun. He is an artist. I don't say that lightly. He is people like Christopher Bell make it. Racing on dirt is difficult. It is not for the faint of heart. 
there's a, you have to stay in the throttle. You have to get out of it earlier, catch into it a lot faster. And you can, you're controlling and steering the car pretty much by your right foot. Almost. Yeah, almost. By, yeah. by the throttle pressure. So it, it is different than any other discipline in form of racing where you're relying on a ton of mechanical grip. There's not much mechanical grip no, in these things. No. And they can step out in a hurry. So for him to just weave in and out without, you know, without much of the modern technology that you see in like a Formula One car, even a NASCAR, it takes guts, skill, determination, and a little bit of luck. And he got he has all of that every time he steps onto a dirt track. Yeah. To your to your point, like um someone in NASCAR, like to compare like what NASCAR driving is compared to this, I would I would liken it from my again, not having driven either of these cars, just from what you hear people talk about and how I view it from the outside. Like if someone is really good at making leather wallets, let's say, or something out of leather, right? That is something that takes a lot of years to learn how to do. But eventually it becomes a process where you have to do the same thing over and over and over and be really, really good at it every single time. You know, you have to cut the leather a certain way. You have to, you know, punch all the holes to, you know, take all the binding and put it together or whatever you're doing, however you're making it. You have to imprint something on it. But every time it has to be flawless, right? That's kind of what I view NASCAR racing like. Where and that's that's still art, but it's just it becomes like a repetitive process over time, where you just have to do the same thing over and over, and that's that's what 400 laps look like at Dover. You know, you just have to hit your same marks every single time. In dirt racing, yeah. you are right; it is like abstract painting, where it's just one mm-hmm. one time you're going to do this, the very next lap you need to go high, the very next lap after that the groove is moved down low, or over the course of a night it moves from the high groove to the middle to the low, like or there's a bump that develops and you've got to avoid it up on turn two. Like yeah. it's just there's so much more difficulty, not more difficulty. It's a different discipline. It's just you're right. It, the guys who can read the dirt and figure it out, there is an art form to it, and it's it's well, and, and, pretty beautiful I mean, to watch. You and I, you and I have been close up on a dirt track before. The, I mean, there's sometimes where just the track preppers miss a spot, or they just for whatever reason there's been a depression through moisture or whatever, and there's a, a couple inches dip, and 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 that can literally imagine, imagine you're you're drifting in a snowdrift because most everybody that's lived in the north has lost control of their car at one point. It was in the parking lot, their driveway, and you're just like kind of waiting for it to catch again. Then imagine you're going like 80, 90 miles an hour. Then imagine it wheel hops. Right, right, yeah. And then imagine all your torque is in the back of the car. Mm -hmm. So your front, you can't even see the, 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 the people in front of you. You just hope that the car comes down before the next turn well there's that up in the it's, fence. it's I mean, that it's, and then it's also there's some there's some dips or little things variations in the track where i've heard guys talk about where it's like yeah and then that the, that dip developed in the top lane but i found i could really get good drive off if i clipped that with my right rear as i was coming around it would set the car forward yep. to get forward bite. Out, yep. and so like they, guys will be figuring that out these guys and girls who drive these cars they'll be figuring that out on the fly as they're going you know at speeds that make your eyes bleed for the for the size of track that they're on it's obviously at the chili bowl i think they're going 80 90 miles an hour maybe at the fastest right. but you know it's a quarter mile track indoors like and they're flying around this thing and they're making these adjustments on the fly it is truly that's why we say like guys like christopher bell no matter what he does in his nascar career he will always be viewed in my book as one of the best drivers i've ever seen because he yeah. just is so good on dirt and so we'll, we'll see what he does um mm-hmm. but there are other guys too from nascar let's get through those chase briscoe 
Uh, he is mm-hmm. obviously going to be a rookie of the year contender in the Cup Series. He had a tremendous year in Xfinity, clearly a, a groundbreaking year, a great year for him. He's going to bring his own car. Uh, he has had the last two straight years, he has narrowly missed making the A main uh, for Saturday night. So he's going to try to avenge that and actually get into the A main. Like I said, Chase Briscoe, really good driver, yeah. you know, and has experience doing this in dirt. And he's not been able to make it to the feature. So that's what I'm talking about with Chase Elliott. If he can make it to the feature, I'll be thoroughly impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Other guys that are going to be there. And I don't know, maybe they'll just give Chase Elliott a spot. I'm not sure how that works, but. I don't, you know, as far as earning his way in, we'll Champ, see how he he's does. He's got the champions provisional, right? That, that transfers yeah, well, you're over the, the cup, you're the, the cup provisional. Bowl? I don't know. Maybe it does. What if it doesn't? That's great. I like that a lot. Um, the other That's cool. cup series experienced drivers who either have driven recently or are still driving, but JJ Yaley, uh, who has driven dirt for years, Garrett Smithley and Casey Kane, who also of course has come from the world of dirt. Uh, he is retired from stock car competition. As we know, he, the last couple of years, has won the World of Outlaws Sprint Car title uh, with Brad Sweet as his driver. Uh, even though Casey Kane is not driving that car, he owns it. Uh, Brad Sweet has won the World of Outlaws Sprint Car title. So both of them will be driving in this. Brad Sweet will be, as will Casey Kane, um, which is another cool thing because sometimes you do see these guys who own cars getting into a car and they race against guys whose cars they own. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Justin yeah. Allgaier is going to be there from the Xfinity ranks. So that'll be a good deal there. Brett Moffitt is coming in as the 2018 Truck Series champion, so he will be there as well. Um, let's see who else we've got. Uh, David Gravel, who you may know from a few starts in the Truck Series last year, but he is more famous for being a World of Outlaws star. He will be running. Rico Abreu, who we mentioned, he'll be running as well. He's driven in trucks, obviously, for years. Uh, not recently, but clearly really great driver on dirt in all forms. Uh, some other guys who are mostly dirt guys like Chris Windham, Tanner Thorson, Logan Seavey, they are all usually in the A-Main. They are usually the guys that you want to keep an eye on. Um, they are all USAC midget drivers, and also they have raced in the truck series in recent years, so you may remember them from that. Jesse Love is an Arkham Menard Series West champion, so he's going to drive for Keith Coons. That's a, you know, again, Keith Coons, Curb, yeah. Curb Motorsports, they they always put in some really good entries Geo Geo Selzy, Giovanna Selzy, he's a dirt guy who runs the Arca West series. He ran it last year. So he is going to be with Christopher Bell on one of his entries. So some talented guys there. Yeah, we've seen him um, at at tracks like Fremont, Attica, in northern Ohio. He he stops through there. So Geo Selzy is a driver that I like to see race. And another guy that I'm really interested in that is, I mean, can I ask you a question, J.D.? What were you doing at 17? Besides picking on me, <laughs> picking on you and uh, I mean, trying you got your to, license, right? Yeah, I have my license and yeah. I don't I think I I may have had a wreck by then. Um, may have had a wreck. I okay. think maybe did. Did you happen to become the youngest podium finisher in Chili Bowl history? No. Probably not. No, I have um, not. That's that's why that's what Cannon McIntosh did. And he went all through Monday to Saturday and he only finished behind Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, and he's back in the Keith Coons car. He's a 71K. So I yeah. I would say if he's not a NASCAR guy per se, or he's not maybe an IndyCar guy. Some guy would be a household name. But I would be looking out for Cannon McIntosh to – I mean, his guy's name is Cannon. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> how many times are the are – the, I mean, is Dave Despain, is he on the broadcast still? I'm not sure. I hope but, so. I mean, I hope – if he is, he's got to at least do some wordplay with this. Like, oh, shot out of a cannon right off the start. <laughs> cannon Macintosh. Yeah. I'm Dave Despain. 
Yeah, that's pretty good to Spain, actually. I like that. Um, Let couple- me tell you something, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> couple other NASCAR guys real quick, and then we'll get to some of our picks for this year. Um, so the you have Carson Kvapel, who you may recognize the name. That would be from 2000 Truck Series champion Travis Kvapel. Travis's son is Carson. So Travis isn't running, but Carson is. So that's cool. Uh, Ryan Ellis, who's run uh, 79 different national series starts in NASCAR since 2012. He'll be running. And I believe he is the PR director slash photographer for Go Fast Racing, or he was. Okay. Very Um, cool. Yeah. You know, Ryan Ellis... I've seen. Him. I know I've seen him too. Yeah, and he is. Well, he, he's run a lot of races. Over no, he's. I'm just like straight up. Like this is a personal story. My, I had two little brother. Well, I still have two little brother-in-laws. But when I was, gosh, early 20s, they were like five and six, seven. So I took them to Mid Ohio, and maybe even they were a little older. But anyways, he let him sit in the car. He uh, oh, cool. he came out and he came on the S's and hung out with his team. Like we got to chat with him. Like they like got to really get to hang out with the race. He was in one of the feeder series for an IMSA race that weekend. And he just was living life, loving it. And so Ryan Ellis, solid dude. I, I really hope he gets back into a, a cup ride at some point or an Xfinity ride because he's a hell of a racer. And I, I think it's going to show this weekend. Well, maybe he can prove something this weekend. That'd be really cool. There's yeah. a guy to root for, Ryan Ellis. Uh, keep your eye out for him. And then we mentioned Dylan Welch, Vince Welch's son. He is also in uh, the field. Now, Alex Bowman has run this the last few years. He did not decide this time to enter as a driver. It does not appear. There are still – there's 317 known entries for the Chili Bowl. There are still, like, a handful that are just listed as TBD, so those could be surprises at some point. Um, Alex Bowman is not currently listed as driving, but he does have two cars that are going out there. He's got a couple USAC drivers, CJ Leary and Jake Swanson. Both of those guys mm-hmm. are – you know, guys who know how to get a car around this type of car, especially. So we'll see what they can do. But maybe Alex Bowman's future here as far as winning would be as an owner, not a driver in uh, in this series. But yeah, so Alex Bowman ties there for CJ Leary and Jake Swanson. Um, let me try to get to I'm trying to think of what else. If there's anybody else we're missing. Oh, he's technically going to be a NASCAR driver this year, but he's more known for IndyCar Santino Ferrucci who was also, <laughs> yeah, not my guy, <laughs> not my guy at all. But Santino Ferrucci, if you've not followed his career, he was an American driver who was thought to eventually have an F1 future. He was in F2 uh, and then screwed that up by, among other things, purposely wrecking his teammate. Uh, so he got kicked off of his team, found his way back to IndyCar, where they said, well, hey, we'll take someone who's 17, 18 years old and has F1 level talent. And uh, yeah, he's he's been... Somewhat impressive in his couple years in IndyCar. Um, had his ups and downs for sure. But now he's going to be getting a truck series ride, I believe, or Xfinity for limited dates this year. I think, is it Xfinity, Derek? Do you remember what Santino Yeah, Fruci? he's doing some Xfinity, Xfinity races. It's part-time. And it, part-time, yeah. But it's it's like 20 races or so. It's um, uh, Sam, Sam Hunt Racing, and he will start... Yeah. February 27th at Homestead, and he will mostly do one-and-a-half-mile tracks. So. Which is odd, given someone who has road course racing experience, and we've seen the success that A.J. Allmendinger has had racing uh, from you know, a lot of the road courses. You would think that maybe he would hop into Road America, Coda, one of those tracks, but um, he's sticking with the mile-and-a-half, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah good, he is. Good for you, and... I hope you can crack the top 20. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll um, see. So that's going to be, but again, there's, so there's a list of guys you may have heard of from that series, uh, which 
you know, will we'll, we'll definitely be exciting. Now, how to watch this? We didn't cover that. Before we get into our final kind of stretch of who we think could win this thing and who to watch for, as if you want to watch these races, there are two ways to do it. Um, to watch all the stuff we were talking about, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, all that stuff, all the way up till uh, the stuff on Saturday up until the C-Main. C-Main, B-Main, and A-Main are going to be a different way to watch that. Everything else will be on Flow Racing. So Flow Sports, Flow Motorsports, Flow Racing, they've been doing wow. this stuff. She's really branched out from the insurance company. She's <laughs> yeah, got her own not, racing network. That's not, amazing. Yeah, it's not Flow from Progressive. But if, <laughs> if you are someone who likes dirt racing, you probably know about Flow because they've they've been the last few years making a big push there. They have got their own uh, you know, the, the coverage of a lot of big events. So they have a, a thing where you can buy the year of flow racing for, I think it's like 120 bucks yeah, and they have an app and they, you can yeah. stream it. The problem is, so what a lot of these companies have realized is uh, like, I think you can also go to Lucas oil racing and watch it. Cause they're one of the sponsors. Uh, they have their own online racing thing, but the deal is like they have a, a lot of these places have like a one month subscription and then they have a year long subscription but they have put the Chili Bowl coverage behind the year-long subscription. So you can't get it if you just buy a monthly subscription. Really? Because this is I'm on Flow Racing's website right now, and it is very deceptive. It says, join Flow Racing to watch Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. And it has USAC, Eldora, uh, Arena Cross, and the Ollie's All-Star. So it's like, great, cool. I want to do that. How much does that cost? Plans from $12.50. Great. I'm going to get started. And then it goes into, you have to sign in, and then it goes and shows you, yeah, you do have to pay the full year. Okay. To get the silly bowl, so. uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So for Flow Sport, Fun it's a, it's a, times. Great, <laughs> for Flow Sport, great, uh, I've had the same experience. It is $150 a year subscription. I did find the official numbers. So it's $150 cool. if you want to watch the Chili Bowl. So you can do it that way. I don't know if that's what you want to do. Um, or you can pay $100 to Lucas Oil Racing TV. Actually, um, you know what? Don't do that because that is only for the A mains. So if you want to uh, watch, what? That's only for the mains. Well, they do the same thing where you have to buy the full year. Yeah. So for LucasOilRacing.tv, if you want to get the full year of coverage, boat racing with it, yeah, <laughs> great. It's a, yeah. okay. So so for most of us, we're probably not going to be able to watch the because I'm not paying 150 dollars to watch this as much uh, as I love it. Uh, maybe the timing and scoring. Well, and there's going to be, they'll post highlights. You'll be able to see plenty of info and ever, by the way, there's, you know, you can go to lots of different speed sport. We'll have coverage of this. Um, I'm sure they'll have articles on NBC sports racing, like all wherever you normally get your racing news. You'll, you'll find plenty of chili bowl coverage this week. Um, but yeah, it's $150 if you want to do the flow sports thing for a whole year, but you do get a whole year worth of that. So it's a, it's a good service. I've watched some races that they've had on, you know, that I've seen with paying the monthly subscription here and there to watch some stuff. And it's good. And I'm sure that'll get you like Kings Royal and some of that other stuff that they cover. Yeah. And I mean, like 150 and, bucks, it will pay for itself yeah. eventually if you find yourself not being able to go to a lot of races this year that you otherwise yeah. normally would. This would, you'd pay for this if you sat out like five races you normally would attend dirt tracks and you spend 30 or 40 bucks to go and get some food like you'll pay for this and you know by getting to see all the races so they do good job of coverage but it just know it's 150 dollars. but that is not what you need to do if you want to just watch saturday night and you just want to watch some racing but you don't want to watch all week all the coverage all the time then if you have mav tv you can watch this so if you have a cable system that has mav tv make sure you have it if you don't you could find out how to add it 
Uh, YouTube TV does have it on their package for the sports tier. So I added, they have like an add-on. It's like 10 or 12 bucks a month add-on package that gets you NFL Red Zone and a bunch of soccer channels and a bunch of Fox Sports channels. So, um, or at least it did. I think they took all those off now because they're in a dispute. Anyway, Mav TV is on that and I have it and I bought that mostly for NFL Red Zone, but that is one of the best ways if you just want to watch Saturday night. If you have YouTube TV already, it's 10 or 12 bucks. If you have regular cable, you can probably add it on. Um, if you have Hulu or some other streaming service, you may be out of luck on that. So you might want to figure out if you can go to MavTV.com because you can also subscribe on... Actually, it's not MavTV.com. Let me back up. The other way you can watch MavTV is if you go to NKT.tv, that website, you can pay a $10 monthly subscription for MavTV. And there is no, like, you have to buy it for a year to watch it. So if you want to see their coverage on Saturday night, you don't have it on any of your cable or other options, the best way to do it would be nktv or nkt.tv and then that's how you can watch math tv so there is a way to do this at least for the a main and the, the b main and the c main which is probably some of the best racing you're going to see anyway all week so you might as well check that out um yeah so that's oh can i <laughs> can i tell you a little sneak here Go ahead. so um <laughs> there is a seven day free trial of the sports plus on youtube tv Oh. And that starts immediately, so you can oh. get a free trial. Uh, and that's going to be oh, a good one. And then you can cancel golly. it and watch it for free. All right, perfect. <laughs> so wait till like, you know, Tuesday or whenever. I mean, because I'm when is the, the finals on the 16th, right? It's Saturday, yeah. yeah. Saturday, Saturday night. The yeah, I just didn't know my dates. Yeah, yeah. so I'm good. Yeah, You're good, I, yeah. I have, well, it, I, have it, I have it through the 17th. <laughs> well, beautiful. I'm purchasing that right now, adding the network. There you go. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> and then you can cancel it if you have to, all that stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. So let's Absolutely. run through let's run through some of the guys who are uh our favorites here. Obviously, the big boys, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, they're gonna be favorites. Kyle Larson, if you didn't follow him after he had his uh, you know, moment of saying the N-word and being a horrible racist online, after he went through his, you know, two minutes of rehab on that or whatever he did. He then went to every dirt track in the country and proceeded to kick everyone's ass this year. So regardless of what you think of him as a person, as a driver, you know he's going to be a factor in this race. Um, other guys to keep an eye on, of course, uh, Christopher Bell, like I said, he you've got to keep an eye on him. But I'll give you a couple dirt names to watch out for. Uh, David Gravel, we talked about him. He's legit. He has been a, a World of Outlaws superstar for many years. I could see him having a big night here. Tyler Courtney, a.k.a. Sunshine, he has been a force every single time. He has been in Tulsa, and he has been pretty much just nails for the last four or so races. His average finish is uh, is eight in Saturday's main event, so he's he's <laughs> very, very good. I would say Tyler Courtney's a guy to, to keep your eyes on if you are looking for someone to back. We talked about C.J. Leary. That's one of Alex Bowman's drivers. Um, he is one of the you know fastest cars out there because you know there's no expense spared when Alex Bowman is funding it. Um, they've got Valvoline sponsored there, so he's got his. Uh, he's been in the main event four times in the last five years. So C.J. Leary is a guy who should be able to get there. You mentioned Cannon McIntosh, uh, so that's a guy to keep an eye on. And I'll give you one more. My guy Timez Thomas Meserol. Are you you a fan of Timez, Derek? You like Timez? I am gonna be just honest. I've never heard of him. What? 
What? You've heard of Thomas Mazzarol. We've seen it. Mazzarol. Okay, I was thinking, okay, now I'm looking at it. Yes, Thomas. I'm thinking M E Z R. I just no, no. Timez. M E Z. Oh yeah, Timez. Thomas Mezzerol. Yes, okay. yes, he's dude. All right. So this guy, if you if you didn't see this uh, last year's Tilly Bowl, he had a pretty interesting deal. So he locked in on Thursday. Had a you know had a big day on Thursday. Either one or top two or whatever you had to do. So he was locked in. He drove back from Tulsa to Indiana where he lives. Uh, after that. And, and just went home for a day, you know, because you don't have to race again until Saturday. Well, on Saturday, he went to go to the airport and his flight got delayed. And of course, it's like, uh, I got to be here for all the racing. Ha, my flight's delayed. That's not good. So they have a poll shuffle that they do where they figure out where you're going to be. And he missed that. He then got from the airport in Tulsa. He got a police escort to get him back for the main event. And he barely made it back in time. So let's hope this year he doesn't leave or at least he, you know, finds a way to kind of just be around the track. But if, if Thomas Meserol can put together the run he had going before all that happened, maybe he can have a big night in the main event. But I, I really think he is a fantastic driver and I've always been a fan of his uh, since watching him, I don't know, three or four years ago, we saw him at a dirt race and he was just nails and I've, I've enjoyed watching him drive is what I'm saying. He's one of those guys yeah. where the artistry of, of guys like him, he's just, he's fantastic to watch. So team yeah, that's my dark horse pick. I don't know, you know, my, but my he's really dark good. horse pick is going to be Dylan Welch. I already mentioned him, but I think he's got a chance. He, he finished in the B main the last two years. And I think he's going to make a name for himself this year by getting in the a main and doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'll give you one more. And this is not any breaking news here. Um, Sammy Swindell, we haven't talked about him yet. You can't really talk about the Chili Bowl and not bring up Slam and Sammy. This guy has won five Golden Drillers in his career, unmatched to this day. Um, in fact, probably the only guy that was on pace to kind of get close to him until Christopher Bell was his son, Kevin Swindell, who was also really good in this event. Uh, sadly, Kevin suffered a wreck that eventually led to him, uh, you know, not being able to drive anymore. Um, he is in a wheelchair, but he is now one of the best car builders in all of uh, dirt track racing. But uh, Sammy Swindell, his dad, I mean, he's legendary dirt track racer, sprint cars, World of Outlaws, all that deal. 25 of these main events he has qualified for, and he will try to make it 26 this year. Um, so he will, if he gets the A main, he's a factor. He will be, he will have a chance. So you've always got to keep, uh, you know, 60-year-old man from Germantown, Tennessee, still going to have to keep an eye on Sammy Swindell because he can uh, make yeah. you pay if you're not ready for it. So I'll be excited to watch the legend do it again. So there you go. Those are our uh, That's our little preview of the Chili Bowl. Any th other thoughts you want to end with here, Derek, before we get going? No, it, it, it feels good to talk dirty. <laughs> or talk dirt, I should say. Yeah, we're it talking. Good at, no, we're talking good dirty. Talk dirt. Talk we're dirty. dirty. It's about time because this last year, normally, like, like we've said many times in this podcast, we're – we're Ohio residents, and we usually go to oh. Waynesfield. We go to the track in Worcester, Wayne County. We go to Attica, Fremont, uh, down to Atomic and Portsmouth. I mean, we just go all around the state, uh, Lima Land, and just to, just to see the racing. We've gone out to tracks in Indiana, or well, I mean Indianapolis Speedway, but there's tracks in Indiana that are on our list to go to. Michigan, I know, has some some great dirt racing, and obviously Pennsylvania. So this is like this is like our wheelhouse, and because of COVID. And just be frankly, because of the, a lot of people that didn't follow any COVID restrict or COVID guidelines or COVID uh, protocols, 
-hmm. we stayed away from the dirt tracks for an entire year and it's been a long year so i'm falling back in love with 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 dirt racing i'm seeing the highlights i'm watching the old racing from uh from from last year i'm seeing the paywall on flow racing that's making me with all the (laughs) slow-mo dirt sliding of the just so you know dirty you know with the dirt sliding up in the yeah um I am excited. Let's just put it that way. And I'm excited to watch the C main, yeah. the B main and the A main this weekend. Yeah. So I am as well. And here's what we've got coming up. When uh, you think about stagger podcast the next few weeks, just to give you an idea of our plan. So next week, this episode, obviously we talked a lot about the chili bowl. Guess what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about how it went. We're going to cover all of that. We're going to get into it with the chili bowl recap and figure out how that went and who's positioned where and, and what that means for everybody. And we'll have plenty of thoughts on at least the Saturday night events. We will also go back and watch as much as we can of the week's worth of racing without paying the hundreds of dollars you have to to watch all of it. Then the week after that, we're going to go from dirt track racing indoors to talking about the Rolex 24 road course mm-hmm. racing, because that's what your stagger podcast is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we bring you is we go from dirt. We go to the road courses, we go to the ovals, wherever there are four wheels put on the tarmac or the surface of the dirt, whatever it is, we're going to talk about it if it's a big deal. So we're going from Chili Bowl to Rolex over the next couple of weeks. And then, of course, February, the first episode of February is going to be Rolex 24 recap. And then well, it's NASCAR time, baby. So yeah. you go from Chili Bowl to Rolex to Daytona. Well, it's at Daytona for the Rolex, but then yeah. NASCAR Daytona starts we are going to be locked in for the next couple months with racing live action starting this weekend get excited for it be with us follow us on twitter and instagram and soon enough you can start following us on tiktok as well we will have more details on that coming up in the next few weeks but until then as always follow us comment let us know what you think of this episode on our social media platforms and stay safe and stay staggered